Welcome to another In the Telling Scrap episode, segments that are too good to be left on the cutting room floor. In this scrap episode, Paul Iverson explains the different styles of LARP, how ALU's plot team works, and how tricky it is to play a villain in a game built for heroes. This scrap episode is sponsored by Anthony Buck. Anthony Buck has been teaching people to sing with greater ease and strength and more beautiful tone for over 10 years. His students successfully sing musical theater, pop, classical, and even rock music. Let Anthony help you meet your singing goals. Email atb at anthonythomasbuck.com to schedule a lesson today. And now Paul Iverson. Well, there are very there are a lot of different styles of LARP. There are the people who just go out there and beat each other with sticks. You know, those are uh, uh, the stick jocks, if you will. They uh, don't really care much about the story. They just see it as a fun contact sport. Uh, there are people who take that even to the extreme and uh, will go about and like, you know, try to hurt each other as like a, you know, like a full contact, like meeting shoulder pads, like football kind of a sport. Uh, then you have other LARPs that are parlor LARPs, which are all about uh, no combat. It's nothing but role play and acting in fun little scenes and scenarios that, that usually people build. Um, and there's usually a storyline. It's it's more akin to your um, murder mysteries that you see, like dinner theater and stuff. And then there's what we do, which is a mixture of both. We try to have a high production value with our sets, our costumes, our weapons, that sort of a thing. And then we also, you know, have fun combat, puzzles, riddles, traps, you know, anything you can imagine to make it more of a, in a, a full immersive type of environment. Uh, so that's pretty much what we do, uh, a good balance of both. Who's on the plot team? Like, what does a plot team look like? So a plot team, our plot, I mean, plot teams vary from, sure. from different games. Uh, some people, some games have one or two members. Other games have tens, twenties, you know, of of members. Our team consists of seven people, myself and uh, some others. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention their names. I'm oh. sure they would like <laughs> Up it. Up to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have uh, people who come from all kinds of various backgrounds. Uh, a good friend of mine, Darren uh, Hunter, he uh, had been playing Dungeons and Dragons for years, and he's got amazing storyteller uh, um, capabilities, great acting, you know, role-playing skills, and his writing skills are phenomenal. And when we asked him to join the team, like he, he jumped on it and his idea is like, just, well, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. We have, uh, the Bador family, as I like to say, uh, which consists of Bree, Brooks, Laura, and then her son, Josh. And all four of them are just great at what they do. They, they have crazy fun ideas that, um, often make, uh, make players just, just kind of, drool a little bit like it's just so good it's like it's just so salivating like you look at it and you're just like oh yes i want that and uh we all kind of like have a checks and balance system with with how we all operate and work i'm sorry i said seven i meant to say six we have six members in our team uh we're looking to get a couple more over the next uh year or so but yeah that's who's on the team and they all have little things that they do that really just make the team just feel like a, a solid unit. Like we're like a well-oiled machine right now. There are still some hiccups, you know, some little gremlins here and there, but it's just, it's amazing what we can come up with. It's pretty fun. I have this imagination of what I think you guys do that I compare it to like a Hollywood writer's room. 
I don't know what that looks okay, like. Okay, so, so please like in like TV sitcoms, right? Yeah. You've got all the people with all the creative ideas sitting around a table, and yeah. some whiteboard with like a crazy flowchart of like these are the threads in the TV series we're trying to keep track of, and then people are just throwing out crazy ideas until the room gets excited about something, and then they're all like, yes, and then this, and then this, and then this. You're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> very much what it's like. Uh, we usually do it over uh, a, a giant table, you know, a dining room setting. Uh, there's usually food involved because we're all foodies. We love it. And then there, everyone's got their laptops out. So you just imagine like this big giant table, laptops here, food right there, drinks as far as the eye can see. And then we're just sitting here and just like, like very sophisticated, like, like just like with pinkies out, like, oh yes, I think that would be a lovely idea. I mean, like <laughs> it's, it's very similar to that. It's pretty fun. I feel like pinkies aren't out and it's more like, oh my gosh. No, usually there's some like, you know, like bittersweet arguments and, and oh, I would not see that character going that way. Oh, this is stupid. But overall, we, we get the point across and, and at the end of the day, we, we still love each other and respect everything that's going on. So, so we've structured it in a way that there is a uh, a story head, the head of plot, I guess you would call it. They basically like run how things go for the year. Then underneath them, you have your assistant, who's usually there to uh, take notes and, notes and make sure that things are running smoothly. And then you have all the writers. So in this situation, I'm the head of plot. Bree uh, Bedora would be my assistant. And then everyone else just throws ideas and that we, we try to sift through and make everything work. Uh, when it comes down to the story, just like a director, I have the final say over how things are executed and run. So uh, as head of plot, my job is to make sure that everything is coherent, you know, and to make sure that everything is, is working how I see it in my vision, you know, in, in, the, in the visions of the story. And it's funny because we, when we first started back in 2017, we wrote a 10-year plot. We have 10 years of, of just ideas through various things uh, of, I mean, you did you get a chance to see this last week uh, weekend? You got a chance to meet the emperor, the boy emperor, right? Yeah. And um, you know, we had that little tiny story arc that was supposed to last three or four years. Uh, you've see, you've heard rumors of the mother and stuff, which is our big overarching ten year plot. And then just the various little branches of this beautiful plot tree that we're building. All of those ideas came from the very first meeting that we had back in 2017. And it's just, it keeps like, it's just like we keep watering and it keeps growing and growing and growing. Um, eventually, I am going to be able to step down and just watch my baby grow so I can actually play. People haven't seen me play very, very much yet, but. That could get sticky, right? Playing, sure. playing villains. It, it can. And I always tell people who play those villain types, your character's probably not going to last very long. <laughs> but with that said, here are some options for you to survive just a little bit longer. You know? People will dislike you and they will come and kill you. Yes. And I've seen that happen. You know, it's, it's fun. But again, that's the, the art of creating a fun story for people to want to be involved in is to have many options. It was funny. Uh, you were there for the um, August game, the big game of the year. And we had 75 adventures written up for everyone. And the players went through 40 of them. We had someone complain that there was too much going on. <laughs> and I was like, if there's ever a problem to be had, I want that to be the problem. You know, I would rather have people have too much to do than nothing to do at all. Yeah, I definitely feel like every, every game I get the sense that like, I think I saw 
20 to 65 percent of what happened today. And And that's not even what could have happened today, but only of just what actually happened. Mm -hmm. I... I could latch on to that much of it. And we want that because that's what draws people to come back. Thank you for listening to this In the Telling Scrap episode sponsored by vocal teacher Anthony Buck. Email atb at anthonythomasbuck.com to schedule a lesson today. Let Anthony help you meet your singing goals. 